In this episode, Dr. Kashi conveys a step-by-step -step fix for when getting back on track feels impossible. Using his not-even-close-to-patent-pending groove synthesizer, the good doctor shows how even a 376-pound Viking behemoth who lost 12 months of progress in only three months can get back on track. You already have the necessary tools and skills to get back in the groove. So listen as Dr. Kashi helps you to find and calibrate those tools again. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. I am sorry for the technical difficulties. I clicked the wrong button on the doohickey and things got all whack, whack, whacked out. I remember the beginning is I, I had to make my own internet with sticks and strings. This new fandangled stuff is stressful to me without Mrs. Cashy around. <clears throat> the show must go on. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good day. And welcome to today's episode of <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. And I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, with my delicious cup of mint tea flavored coffee substitute. Today is a super fun topic. It is a big topic and I have a lot of stuff to cover so everybody's thinking caps on it's a beefy one I'm excited though can't wait to share it with you guys we're gonna start with a little bit of story time so today's episode of coffee with cashy is, is getting when getting back on track feels impossible when you've fallen off and the prospect of getting back on track just seems like you're trying to scale the Great Wall of China Okay, I'm assuming I'm, I've I have yet to see the Great Wall of China for myself with my own eyeballs, but I'm assuming it would be a feat. And so I am hopefully that imagery does its job. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of story time here. I'm here to tell you about my man, Bart, surrogate name, a man with a successful history of strength athletics and has since retired. And well, although out of the professional strongman circuit, he has maintained the appetite of a professional strongman. Appreciable. After years of doing all that professional athlete stuff, sans, well, the athlete part, I'll let you divine the rest, right? Uh, he's a good sport, so I'm glad he's letting me tell this story. A uh, Long story short, though, he was up 115 pounds from his already stout walking weight of 261. A measly 376 he was, am I right? <laughs> uh, after about 18 months of working with me, he was down to 227. A new man, pretty good, right? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, for all you Kirby enthusiasm fans out there, uh, he felt so good, in fact, that he was renewing his vows with his wife on a cruise on account of him being confident enough to be near water. One, with his shirt off, sweet. Two, with a lower risk of sinking like a lead ingot. Also a benefit, okay? 12 days he was gone. 12 days. The first check-in after he got back, silence. Okay, I was thinking, I'll be, I'll be chill. I'll be chill. The second check-in, crickets. Wish I had a cricket button, like a radio DJ. <laughs> Maybe I'll get one of those. I'll ask Mrs. Cashy for a cricket button. Uh, the third check-in. Oh, sorry, I've been busy. Three months later, after consistent prodding, I get his full attention. I'll leave the exact numbers out of this. Suffice it to say, he had backtracked nearly 12 months in those 12 weeks. Impressive, by all accounts. <laughs> He told me he started going off track because, in his words, I was locked in a prison in the middle of the ocean and my only options were buffets, booze, and blow. 
To be fair, he was thinking that the cocaine would minimize his trips to the buffet. I almost died laughing. Humans are awesome. And it turns out he underestimated the tenacity and drive of a professional strongman's appetite. I wish I could make this up. Uh, going off track with any plan in a floating monument of human arrogance and opulence is one thing, but staying off track after you get back, that's another. That's the part I'm covering here. Uh, the working solution we came up with collaboratively after many iterations and a solution that I have been using for the last, for, for, I'm going to say, pull up my note here, uh, 892 more people and counting. So if you get on a groove, and when you stay on a groove, you do amazing things and make fabulous progress and then get knocked off only to find it exceedingly hard to get back into your groove, then third person Dr. Kashi has your back. Hello, everybody. Hello. Here's a smattering of the micro conversations he shared with me. Bear in mind, this is a 300 plus pound biking, Viking behemoth. V biking behemoth. A 300 plus pound Viking behemoth. Okay. Angry, red-bloated, gun-toting, meat-eating people have feelings too. You will find out. One of those feelings is hungry, and the other feeling is not hungry. Uh, <laughs> for real though, big men are big babies when they feel handicapped. I would know. Tangentially related, shout out to Mrs. Cashy and her infinite patience for when I'm a big baby. Okay. Anyway, here, here are the sort of thoughts he had. Okay, here are the sort of thoughts he had. I'm sure you can imagine how he felt thinking about a time where you said things like this to yourself and how you felt. He says, I was doing well, staying on track, doing my thing, had a good groove. There it is, the groove. Things felt easy, simple, automatic. But now, there's no way I can see that happening again. He says, I'm a damn wreck. I'm useless. And that's a hard thing to hear from a proud, capable person. He says, even if I managed to get rolling again, staying on track would be impossible. And my genuine concern for him was, and Dr. Cashy said in the third person, you've made boo-boos before, and you've recovered from those boo-boos. What about when you came home? And the boo-boos kept doing a doo-doo, making you a silly goose. Technical language, of course, my favorite. In other words, what was so drastically different about your world when you got home versus your world before that? He furrowed his brow, and he scratched at his long goatee, and he said, shoot, nothing. And there you have it. And that was a good day in our coaching relationship. A good day. Our other conversations obviously had more depth. However, that is an important part. The one thing that started a cascade of events leading to getting his groove back and you doing the same. Okay? So here's my solution hierarchy for this. When you're in a groove, you have a lot of things and thoughts and feelings that turn into what feels like, anyway, a well-oiled machine, such as the groove analogy, okay? Saying yes to yourself feels automatic. Thinking and doing productive things feels automatic. Being motivated feels automatic. When you're out of a groove, looking back at all the plans you made, all the stuff you did, the results you got, it all feels like so much. Why? Because it is. Because it is. Because you're compiling all of your effort and results into one five-second long conversation with yourself that amounts to, I'm done for, it's impossible to do all that stuff. And you know what? You would be right. That's what happens when you, you congeal and, and smash and compile your whole life up into a few seconds. <laughs> so here's a three-step process. I'm going to go over it in three different ways, all right? So this is Dr. Cashy's Groove Synthesizer for Angry, Red-Blooded, Gun-Toting, Meat-Eating People and Other People Too. Trademark. Okay, 
Here it is. So I can leave this up here. So you know what I'm pointing out here. Step number one, stop and think. Step number two, weigh it out. And step number three, like what you do. This is Dr. Cash's Groove Synthesizer for angry, red-blooded, gun-toting, meat-eating people and other people too. All right, sweet. Here is a pictographic representation because I'm an amazing artist. Stop and think, weigh it out, like what you do, okay? I'm gonna be explaining all of these things in a couple of different ways, all right? So step number one, stop and think. What were the other times where you've goofed up and it all worked out? Hmm? There are going to be times, okay? Did you make it out on the other side? Hint, you must have because you're listening now, right? <laughs> and what was the difference between those situations and then situations that totally knocked you on your butt, if any, really, when you're peeling it back? What is the real difference? I'll bet you a dollar it was more about how you felt at the time you made the boo-boo than, than there was any massive difference in the boo-boo itself, all things considered, okay? Boo-boos feel differently when you're in a different mood when you make them. And so you, how you were feeling at the time probably dictated how you felt how drastic the boo-boo was, okay? So more about that in a few minutes. So no, step number two, weighing it out, weighing it out. What does it feel like when you're on a plan and in your groove? What does that feel like to you? And what does it feel like when you're off plan and out of your groove? When you're grooveless, grooveless boo-boos. How does that feel compared to being in a groove, okay? When you go off plan and lose your groove, probably makes you question your life choices a bit. What am I doing with my life? What is happening? This guy is falling. Dr. Cashy, you're a stupid dummy head, right? Is it worth it? Is anything worth it? Feels like no. <laughs> because right now, everything is bubkis. Uh, I'll bet you a dollar you feel better when you're in a groove saying yes to yourself. And what would you rather feel like? Would you rather feel like how you feel when you're out of a groove or feel like how you feel when you're in a groove? Weigh that out. What would you rather have? And step number three, like what you do. My smiley face here, like what you do. When you're down in the dumps and feeling useless, you take what feels like the path of least resistance, right? Weaponize this. This is the opportunity to weaponize that path of least resistance style behavior. Do any part of your plan that was most interesting to you, any part of it, get yourself a win and the snowball will start growing again. I promise self-efficacy is a studied phenomenon, all right? Giving yourself wins is the key to building self-efficacy, the belief you can accomplish things, because there's already proof you can do it, you've done it before, therefore the proof and the validation is there, right? Since you already have the skills and the evidence to prove you can get results, then the belief, believe it or not, is the only thing that's missing. For that reason, I can rig this system for you. Choose any part of the plan that you think is interesting right now and do that and like what you do. Hmm. And after three or four days, you'll think, oh, now I remember what it feels like to be good and do the thing and all the stuff. And I like feeling good. <laughs> Again, for the learning points, one, stop and think about previous situations and the boo-boo, but it all worked out. <laughs> what makes it so drastically different now than it did then? Hint, probably your mood when you made the boo-boo. Two, compare. Would you rather feel the way you felt when you were wandering aimless and impotent or the way you feel when you say yes to yourself in a groove? Hmm? And number three, like what you do. Big fat smiley face here, all right? Find your favorite and or most interesting part of your plan and start there, the thing that arouses you the most. Something will seem interesting and get the ball rolling there, okay? So here's something you can tell yourself. Here's a third, well, here's a template you can use, all right? Changing it into your own words, or you can just let it ride and know that third person Dr. Cashy has your back because he does. He says something like, when I'm on track, 
I'm in control, things are simpler, easier, and I feel better. Say it with me. When I'm on track, I'm in control, things are simpler, easier, and I feel better. Hmm, good stuff, All right? So here's some points to remember here. The momentum that you feel building when you're on track is you adding learning points to those feedback loops in real time. The more you reinforce it, the stronger it gets. The more points you put into the feedback loop saying yes to yourself, the smaller the other feedback loops get in com by comparison. So I've drawn some interesting parallels between this and inhibitory learning. Check that out. It's cool stuff. It's how cognitive consistency muscles are built. That's science, I promise. Buff Brains Incorporated over here. <sighs> you make mistakes all the time every day. It's the way she goes. Some mistakes take you off plan and you leverage them to give up on yourself. You, you use them to give yourself permission to give up on yourself. Like it's an irrevocable catastrophe. Plus one for vocabulary, right? Some mistakes taking you off plan, but you're okay with it and you manage it just fine. You say yes to yourself, okay? Objectively, what is the honest to goodness difference between these boo-boos? What makes those boo-boos special and other boo-boos? Yeah, whatever. Why do your feelings vary so much between your boo-boos? The only real difference is a mood you're in when it happens. The requirements for starting a plan and staying on plan are the same. The perceived struggle of getting back on your plan is leaps and bounds greater than the actual effort required to stay on your plan. Here's a hint. Getting on plan and staying on plan have the exact same requirements. How do you start lifting weights? You lift. How do you stay lifting weights? You lift. How do you start a nutrition plan? You eat. How do you stay on a nutrition plan? You eat. How do you start saving money? You put a quarter in a jar. How do you stay saving money? You put a quarter in a jar. <laughs> This means that restarting from this boo-boo is the same as restarting from that boo-boo. It's the same for every boo-boo. Boo-boo. Boo-boo, hey boo-boo. You've already proven, proven and validated you have the know-how, the skills and the work ethic to stay on track and get back on track from that boo-boo right over there. That means the skills and the work ethic is already there. It's yours for the taking. Boo-boo. So to close out here, the biggest hurdle appears to be getting back on your plan, right? And when you step back, you see the biggest hurdle is a story you tell yourself when you go off track. Does the story you tell yourself, that micro conversation, give you permission to give up or to say yes to yourself? Do you feel like you have control over the stories you tell yourself? Think for a second. If you had control over the stories you told yourself, when you goofed and made a boo-boo and went off plan, what would you say? What would you say? to that goofy boo-boo, what would you say? I challenge you to write this out. When I go off plan, I am telling myself X. So this is making the assumption you go off plan. What do you tell yourself at that point to remind yourself that boo-boos lead to doo-doos and you have the skills and the requirements and the work ethic to make it out and do good, okay? And you'll see, hey, I do have control over the stories I tell myself. That means I can influence the way I feel. And that means I can influence how easy it is to get back on plan when I goof. It's a powerful tool. I promise. So what are you writing down? I'm curious. What are you telling yourself the next time you make a boo-boo that would have maybe in another time sent you spinning out of control to make you feel like it was impossible to get back on track? Let me know. And if you need help crafting it or getting back on track yourself, then make sure to let me know. Third person, Dr. Kashi, is here for you. And that concludes my rant on help I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> uh, I'm Dr. Trevor Kashi. I love you all. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, 
rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>